Oh, man. My favorite is when the kid says, then there was Joviz. <laughs> That's the most adorable mispronunciation of Joseph I've ever heard. Oh, man. The star was hilarious, huh? That's great. So, okay, hey, uh, where's Alec? Alec has a mic. You got the, the handheld? Okay, so we're going to read the story of the wise men today. We're going to finish that. Uh, I'm going to ask some kids a qu- some questions in a minute. And then at the very end, kids, you have a f- super fun part. You're going to help me read the end of the story. And then just like in the video, we're going to have a party at the end as we sing Joy to the World. Does that sound fun? Oh, and then at the very, very end, you might get a treat. So uh, aren't you glad you came to church on Christmas? Christmas church is so fun. It's so good. All right, so if you do have a Bible, we're going to read the end of the story of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, and this is God's word. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly. With great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is God's word. Well, to start off, I need a couple of volunteer kids who are willing to tell me one thing they got for Christmas. So keep your hand up. I'm going to use a few folks. Do you have the mic, Alec? Do you mind running it to, let's run it to Mr. Kansas City Chiefs right here. What was one thing you got for Christmas, buddy? Nothing? Something? A car? The shirt. A shirt? You got that shirt? Oh, that's awesome. Go Chiefs. This is a Chiefs section, I guess. Okay, that's all right. What about, uh, what about back here? He got his hand up first. Mr. Small Wilkins in the back row. Oliver, what, did, what was one thing you got for Christmas? A sonic skateboard. Whoa, a sonic skateboard. That is pretty cool. Is your okay. daddy going to teach you tricks on it? Is he going to do it at church? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bobby's going to come and teach the kids tricks and how to grind off of the front of the church. It's great. Okay, need one more, one more kid. A girl. How about a, uh, somebody in this last section, Alec? One kid to tell us something they got for Christmas. One kid. I got a panda pajamas. Panda pajamas. Yes. I thought, I will say this. I thought you said you got a panda. And I was like, wow, I got a lot of questions about that. Where is he going to live? What's he going to do? All right. And then I need one last one, Alec. I need an adult who doesn't want to, to tell us something they got for Christmas. Look for somebody, maybe over here. Somebody tell us one adult thing. Oh, oh, Brent, what's one? Did you get anything for Christmas, Brent? An ice maker. An ice maker. All right. That, listen, man, the stuff you get excited about changes as you, as you grow up. You're like, this thing's finally going to work. That's, it's great. Okay. So we're going to finish the story of the wise men today, but what we're really going to do for us, just a very brief second, is talk about a theology of Christmas presents. Doesn't that sound fun? 
How does the Bible tell us how to think about gifts and how do we see that from the story of the wise men? Now, as we, well, we talked about last week, so the wise men were a little different than maybe in the video or in, uh, we don't endorse every theological accuracy in the video necessarily. It's put on by children. So this is their best recollection of the Christmas story. But uh, these wise men were really astrologers or magicians and they came all the way to find Jesus and they brought these gifts. And so for three things we'll learn today. First, Gifts are good. Anybody who got a Christmas present, would you agree? Thumbs up. Gifts are good. Gifts can be great. Um, the, the gifts that the wise men give them are very valuable. The first is gold. It's just gold. I mean, I don't know any culture that that's not like awesome. It's just straight up gold. That's the first thing. And then frankincense is this precious resin that was used in places like the temple. And myrrh was used in incense and perfume. It, it smelled very expensive. Actually, I was just talking, my uncle and his wife sent me some candles that are, one's frankincense kind of scented and one's myrrh scented. And Ingrid was just sharing, as soon as you walk over near it, you can smell it. And the best way I can describe it is, it smells expensive, right? It just, you walk into the room, you're like, ooh, this, this room, something's here is expensive, you know? That's, that's what they brought to Jesus, now, here's the funny thing, though, about the Christmas story. The boy they gave these gifts to is also God himself. So who created the gold in the world and the frankincense and the myrrh? Who made that? God. That's right, kids. God made all of those things. And so basically they found these things that God made in creation, and then they brought them to God who, like, you think, well, that's a weird gift. He already has that. He made that, Right? And so it is with every good gift we receive. Any good gift comes from God. Now, at our, our, our house, we're trying to teach Anson a little bit about the Bible, even though he's only three years old. So one of the questions we ask him a lot is, who made you? And his initial answer was, me. And you're like, that's concerning. Like, that, <laughs> on a theological level, that's probably what he does think. And so he, or, or we'll say, who made the mountains, Anson? And then he'll say, me. You know, like, again, like, no, that, okay. So we correct him, right? And, and eventually he learned, oh, God, God made the mountains. God made me. But my son Cohen is also a thinker. And he told me one time, well, God didn't make Legos, did he? But he did make the things we use to make the Legos. And so it's like he did make the Legos. And I was like, that that's actually a pretty good observation, right? That he gave us all the raw materials, like nothing that we build or make. No, if you got an iPhone for Christmas, all of the stuff in there, God made and put into the world. Uh, the, the way that James 1.17 says, every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light. So every gift that is truly good is from God. Whether it came through your parents' hard work throughout the year or whether it just is the natural beauty in creation, every good thing we receive on Christmas Day, uh, both theologically and practically, is from the Lord. So how do we respond to good gifts? Well, first, we shouldn't neglect any good gifts from God. Nobody should be scroogey or grinchy in the world, right? Is it, kids, is the, is the Grinch thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down, yeah. Some smart kid's like, well, at the end of the story, he... no, okay, 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 I get it. But the beginning, thumbs down, right? Our world does have hardships and difficulties, but even in this fallen world, there's so many good gifts we can receive. And anytime we see a good gift, we should see it and celebrate it as being from God. 
But second, we don't turn the gifts into God, right? These things that God's given us, we don't make them into our God, right? So this Christmas, uh, one of my gifts is this beautiful, I've wanted this forever. It's a vintage 1980-something or 1990-something Casio watch. It's my first fancy watch when I was a kid, or at least I thought it was fancy. And, And what if I took this watch home? My, you know, my in-laws gave it to me. What if I took the watch home and, and Jen said, hey, it's time to put the boys to bed. And I say, no, no, first I need to take care of the watch. And so I put the, put the watch down and I put some covers over it and read it a story. That'd be weird, right? Or if my in-laws come and visit me and I say, no, I can't talk to you. I got to take care of this watch. And I'm oiling it and making it all shiny, right? Why, why, wouldn't, why isn't that good? Because I'm supposed to see the giver of the gift, not just the gift. And I'm not supposed to take the gift and put it in the place of the giver and say, I don't care about my in-laws anymore. I only care about this watch, right? In the same way, we don't do that with the stuff God gives us. So we don't put that in the place of God. Second point today, giving gifts is also good. Receiving gifts is good and giving gifts is also good, right? These wise men, remember, carried these gifts around for months, right? Did any, uh, by most accounts, Christmas, uh, uh, the, the, the gifts they give, uh, we celebrate on Christmas, they, they started out from somewhere around Babylon three to four months earlier. Did anybody buy a Christmas gift that they gave today that they bought in September? Anybody give a, oh, you did? You gave a September gift? An August gift. Okay, so, you, so if you get a gift in August or September, you got to hide it and preserve it and keep it somewhere in a closet for months and months and months. But even then, you didn't have to carry it, hand carry it from, you know, it's like walking from North Carolina here, you know, right? Nobody's doing that. And yet this is what the wise men do. Why do they do this? Because, well, because they see in Jesus something beautiful and valuable and want to, out of the overflow of their hearts, they want to bring him something worthy of him. Giving gifts is good. The summary of the, of the law in the Bible is you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So in the language of gifts, it means we're supposed to love God with our gifts and love our neighbors with our gifts as well. With the gift of life, we honor God and serve others. With the gifts of creativity and intelligence, we love God and others. With the gift of our house, we, maybe you might host a church group or a dinner or invite a new family over that doesn't have anyone in El Paso. And the wise men aren't reluctant about this. It says they rejoice when they see the star and they know they're almost there. They rejoice exceedingly with great joy, Right? I love watching videos of kids open Christmas presents because they're just, they go to 11. They're just, right? Exceedingly with great joy. And they are happy to give. This Christmas, one of the big things my boys and I did is we, we Jen has been wanting one of these forever, but we, we got her a bike so that she could, she could, she wanted to ride a bike forever. But in order to do this, we had to, yesterday, uh, the, the, the Christmas miracle, they delivered it on Christmas Eve, and we thought it was going to make it, so they delivered it on Christmas Eve, but it's, it's pretty obvious that it, it's hard to hide. So what we had to do is, the UPS guy shows up, and I told Jen, like, don't come into this part of the house, and we drag him to the front, and as fast as possible, we get the wrapping paper, and we're like trying to cover as much as possible of this box and do the thing over it and then tape it up and then slide it behind something else. 
And I will tell you this, I think my boys were more excited and having more fun doing that than even almost on Christmas morning. Because it's so fun, you're just like, oh, she's not going to know what this is. And there's something in our heart that, that's, that God's made it that way. We are to give. God's been generous with us, and out of the overflow of that, we're supposed to be generous with others. So what does that mean? It means we're supposed to be generous first toward God. Everything he gives us, we're supposed to be generous with the Lord. So even for kids today, it, it, it means that any gift you got that you love so much, receive it as a gift from the Lord and from your parents or whoever gave it to you as a sign of love for you. And remember to, to use it in a way that honors the Lord. And second, we're supposed to be generous toward others. So that means sometimes even your brother or sister or your brother-in-law or whoever, I don't know, you don't want to share with, that, that is the way God's made us. And then third and last, last thing we'll learn Gifts are good, giving is good, but third, the giver is better. The giver is even better. Why did the wise men give up their gifts? Why, why did they do that? Because they found something more valuable than even gold or expensive smelling frankincense and myrrh. They found Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. They didn't fully understand who Jesus was. Remember, they're not even from Israel. They're from probably Babylon, Persia. But they understood that who Jesus was was more valuable than even their best gifts. Some people speculate that some of these things may have been very expensive heirlooms from their family that were passed down and given, and they gave them as a sign of honor, right? They're, they're, some of their best of what they had, they brought to Jesus. Well, why is Jesus so good? Why is he worth it? Well, first, because every good gift points to him. He's the giver. Every time we see something good in creation, like a sunset or a mountain, it points us to the giver who made those things and generously gave them. And whenever we get something that has creativity, something like an intricate piece of jewelry, it points us to the origin of all creativity. Look, I love watching intricate, you know, mechanical things, watches, that kind of stuff. And yet, the maker of all creativity is the one that that should point us back to. And then all giving points to him. God didn't have to give all he's given to us, but he delights to give it to us. God made us to find our happiness and joy in loving him and loving others. He made us to, as it were, exchange gifts with one another in creation as an overflow of the way he's made us. But there's a problem. And here's the problem. We're, not, we're often not good at receiving gifts from God. Often we, we don't acknowledge God or thank him. Has anybody ever given a gift and the person is kind of gone, oh, thanks, you know? Or maybe you work really hard and you, you present it and their eyes, you're looking for that little spark in the eyes and they, they come, comes down in a frown and you're like, oh, this isn't going well. Like this, you know, that's not the response I was hoping for. And so often when we see the gifts of God in creation, rather than seeing with delight and acknowledging the one who gave them, often what we do is we say, well, I don't care about you, but I love this thing that you gave me. We worship and serve it. We begin to serve and worship possessions or a relationship or a video game or a career. And there's another problem. We're not good at giving gifts either. We often are selfish and we often are jealous when somebody gets a great gift instead of rejoicing with them. There's something in our hearts that's broken and the Bible calls that sin. And that's a problem. That means what we should receive from God is justice. And has anybody ever read about Santas around the world? Anybody, any kids ever read about Santas around the world? Anybody? Remember, okay, this is like shout out OG El Pasoans. Anybody remember at the mall where they used to have Santas around the world? At Sunland Park Mall? 
I grew up, Krista does. Krista's the only person that's nodding. Thank you, Krista. The old, they used to have all these Santas around the world and you'd have like the Russian Santa and he would have a bag and then he'd have like a bundle of sticks. And I remember asking like, oh, what's this little bundle of sticks? Does he, does he make a, a thing? Does he pattern? Does he paint? And my parents were like, no, that's what, he hits kids <laughs> with the sticks in Russia if they're bad. I'm like, that's gotta be a real different Christmas Eve, right? Like you're, you're kind of doing a quick inventory of like, am I gonna get the present or the, you know, the bundle of sticks? Whacking me in the middle of the night, right? And yet, and it's, it's funny, but it's funny because deep down we're kind of like, ha, ha, mm-hmm. right? Like if somebody really reviewed our year, it, I don't think we'd even out on the present side, would we? Oftentimes, we know deep down that we have a problem with sin, that, that, that justice would be coming to us. And that, guys, that is why Jesus is such a good gift. He came as a baby, but he grew up to be a man. And that man lived a perfect life of generosity and love and giving gifts to others. And then that man went to the cross and died for our sins and gave us the gift of himself and his life in our place. And then he rose to new life, offering then us the gift of new life for us. So if you've never received that gift today, today would be, Christmas would be a wonderful day to receive the gift of Jesus. And if you have received this gift, well, let's, let's do what the wise men have done. Let's, let's re- receive every good gift as from God. Let's be generous with the gifts he has given us. And let's remember that the giver himself that child in the manger, the King of King and Lord of Lords, is even better. So here's what I need. We're gonna end with a devotional my boys and I have been going through called The Best Gift Ever Given. And so I need, I need four volunteers, kids, to help us end the service that are good readers. So parents, help me self-select. Like if, you, if, if reading's a struggle, this, is, this might be tough. Okay, uh, so I'm thinking like ages eight plus probably, uh, something like that. So keep your hand up. Let's see. You guys want to do it? Yes. Okay. I got two volunteers wearing. And here, sit sit on the stage. Sit on the stage. You know what? We're gonna. It's gonna be like a reading circle. Okay. All right. So put put your hands up. Does anybody else want to help? Anybody from this side? Anybody? Well, any kids in this section? I haven't talked to anybody. Who who are you pointing at, Robert? You're pointing at Tito. Oh, I thought you were pointing at Tito. I was like. Listen, Robert, I, I like Tito as well, but I don't know if he's a, ch- you know, a child. <laughs> we love you, Tito. Just want to affirm you. I'm, that wasn't a comment on you. It was a puzzlement at, at, at Robert like, or Brent. It's either Tito or Brent. So I, either one of them, I don't know, man. Okay, you're saying go to that far section because we've neglected you. Okay, very far person. Do you want to do it or no? Somebody's holding her arm up. You can't hold somebody else's arm up. Do you want to do it or no? You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. Okay, you want to do it? Awesome. Okay, and this guy, is he okay to do it? You think so? Okay, come sit on the front of the the steps here. Okay, guys. Okay, so look. Ford, can you open up to the very last one? Here we go. And so this is from a, a great devotional you can use next year. It's called The Best Gift Ever Given, and it talks about all the good gifts of God. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you which part to read, and then you'll pass the book and the mic to the next person. Is that okay? Here, come up here. You guys are helping us finish our, our story here. Okay, buddy. What's your name? Michael. Okay, you feeling good about reading it? Okay. Cool. So you read this first one that says Joseph. Joseph and Mary traveled a long way on their journey to Bethlehem. When they arrived, they were tired. They were very tired. 
that there were no rooms left in the town for them to stay in. The only place they could find was a stable filled with animals. Good job, Michael. Okay, forward, next paragraph. When nighttime arrived, everything became quiet. The moon and the stars were twinkling above, and the animals were fast asleep. And then guess what happened? Mary had her baby. This was just not any baby. It was God's special son, and they named him Jesus, just as the angel told them to. I can do one more. Yeah. God's special baby wasn't sure for Mary and Joseph. He sent his son for all of us because he loves us. Jesus would grow up to teach the people about God and show everyone what God was like. Then he would die on a cross so God could forgive us for our sins when we ask him to. God sent Jesus to die for us so that someday, when he makes everything in the world right again, he, we can be with him forever and ever. <clears throat> so here, God has. God has given us many good gifts because he's good father. He's, he's a, a good, good father. <clears throat> but one gift is the best gift of all. Jesus gave himself to us so that we could have peace with God and someday live forever with him in heaven. How can we have peace with God? By telling Jesus we're sorry for our sins. Thanking, thanking him for dying on the cross and spending the rest of our Lives learning about Jesus, obeying Jesus and loving Jesus more and more until we see him someday in heaven. God has given us many good gifts, but Jesus is the best gifts ever given. Can you read the prayer right here? Dear Jesus, thank you for being the best gift ever given. Thank you for coming all the way to earth to show us what God is like and die on the cross as our Savior. Help us to learn from you and live for you for the rest of our lives. Even when we do something wrong, we can ask for forgiveness and you will forgive us. Jesus, of all the gifts we have, you are the best gift. Amen. Amen. Great job, guys. You guys can go back now.